sound like Muttley. <laughs> Welcome everybody out there to Divorce Level episode one thirty nine. It just flows, man. We just go. Do you notice I don't cut stuff in the like in the beginning? Yeah, like I know. I, like I let it you flow, just... <laughs> and I just put it on the internet. Welcome to David and Muttley. Yeah, yeah Muttley. <laughs> All right, fuck off. All right. So episode, uh, Divorce Love episode 139. Today we're talking about narcissism. Mm -hmm. And narcissism can happen before, during, or after divorce. So um, once again, this is Divorce Devil podcast, Rachel and David. We talk about healing uh, post-divorce, but you can apply all these things to during or pre-divorce. Relationships. Yeah. Just if in general. You, if you knew some of the shit you knew post-divorce, your divorce wouldn't be so bad. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, I think when I was going through my divorce, too, and learning what these things were, like love languages and divorce and, like uh, yep. you know, like narcissism and all the different types. and Batteries. You know, how, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and plug-in vibrators plug-in, yeah. and, yeah. AC, and DC. USB port ones. You yep. know, of, of all those things I've learned, I could have used before. <laughs> <laughs> i got to use something. Something, one but of those. No, and it's not just your partner. It's oh, other yeah. people in your life that you allow these things. You don't set, number one, boundaries. set boundaries. Um, look at that way I segmented into that. I think our top two things mm-hmm. in divorce recovery is boundaries and self-care. Mm. By far. Mm-hmm. Nothing else comes close. Yeah, no. Yeah. I think a lot of times... Forgiveness. As, Sorry. <laughs> I think I just growled. I'm pretty sure I growled. Um, I, I think... See, you made me lose my train of thought. I know. I think, too, um, it, this doesn't just stem from a relationship. Like, a lot of people have narcissistic parents and don't understand. So you either become... A narcissist also, or you become the empathic person who has dealt with a narcissist, don't know that it's a trait that's not supposed to be, like, you're or not. Or you, like, expect it. Yeah, so yeah. I think, you know, if you had a narcissistic parent, and you never knew there was an issue until you went to college and moved away or got married or did whatever, and then you're like, wait, people don't act like that? Or... <laughs> Because isn't normal? Yeah. How How is that not a thing when I've seen it my whole life? And then if you get into a family, uh, you know, marriage, if you get into a family that is narcissistic or have those traits, I think you you cling on to that because it's normal, but you don't really realize how much that's actually affecting you until you get divorced. So what are some of the strategies and or tactics we can use to combat narcissism well when you're setting your boundaries my favorite is the new one it's no with no excuse (laughs) and mic drop just no and you can say you know i can't you can do that but there doesn't have to be my grandmother's stepsister's brother's uncle's nephew died that day and it didn't you know it's in the future like you don't say no and walk away you don't have to make up an excuse to be like i feel bad for saying no but I want them to know that I want to be there, but I don't really. No, no, no. no. Just no. say no. No. Just say no. no. Um, that should be our mantra. No. Yeah. No. No forgiveness. Yeah. Yep. Just say no. But um, yep. that one, and I'm sorry, that's not going to work for me today. 
My, you like that, my don't friends you? at work even say that. Do they? I'm like, no, nah, sorry, that's not going to work for me today. People but thanks, my, but thanks for asking. But thanks for asking. Go sit, Quantum. Go sit, sweetie. Hey, Go. Oh, the puppy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we say that at work a lot. Nah, I'm sorry, that's not going to work for me today. But thanks for asking. Dang. Um, it's actually on I'm my whiteboard. I'm a trendsetter. You are. Dang, that's scary. And I still think, though, a lot of times when I want to do something, but I don't have the energy to do something, and it's with someone I care about, like a friend or something, I was like... No, well, the well, what can I come up with? They'll feel okay for me not coming. No, I, I just, I'm exhausted. Like school if started your back. Friend, to, they should understand. Yeah, school started back this yep. week here in our elementary school, and um, yeah, so no. <laughs> but, but what happens when the narciss, narcissistic person, narcissistic person, keeps hounding you? Uh, you have to put up that wall, that proverbial wall, and going. You know what? I set a boundary. If you're not going, if you're not going to. Um, respect it well i guess maybe you're not going to be in my life and at some point you're either going to miss me or it's just going to it dissolves a lot of times when you set boundaries especially if you've been the person that's been the victim of a narcissist it it can get really bad it can get really really bad but if you're the victim of a narcissist and they go away and your life gets better you're like you know what i don't want that pattern anymore and so you're able to learn too because you don't have that constant badgering and that constant belittling or whatever that is um i think it's a constant guilt too i feel like the most of the narcissists that i have dealt with have Mm -hmm. been like oh you hurt my feelings because you spoke up well i finally fucking spoke up because you're you're mean to me you're an asshole you're an asshole so a lot of times when you start to speak up and someone has a problem with it, you can see pretty quickly or after a couple times um, that you weren't the problem. Well, we both realize that not everybody needs to be your friend and not every family member needs to be in your life. Mm-hmm. So just because they're family yeah. doesn't mean. You well, gotta, and I yeah. think that comes with too, like, you know, there's a family member I don't talk to. Do I miss her? I miss her on like the occasions, like my nieces and nephews birthday. I miss her on the holidays. I miss her on my parents, you know, passing dates. But I don't miss the guilt. I don't miss the, you didn't do enough for me. I don't miss the Not crazy saga, blah, blah, blah. Call me, oh, what was me, what was me? And then I give you some ideas and it's like, well, no, I can't do that. Well, then why the fuck did you call me? Why did you, was it just to cry or whine or whatever? I, I am a big believer now, too, is... um don't come to me with your problem. Come to me with a resolution. Like, you know, I said it before. My dad said, uh, you know, excuses with the excuses. Like, you have to have a resolution. There, There's no excuse. You just tell me what your problem is. Tell me how you're going to fix it. I don't want to solve your problem for you. So. God, you're so mean. No, but like, you have to want it. to solve your it. problem too when you come, you know. you You have to want to solve it. You don't. You can whine, you can vent, you can have moments of venting, because especially you with need girlfriends to have or whatever. In the back of your mind that you have yeah. a, a, a so here's solution. my problem. Yeah. Like last week, when I came to you with a problem. You're like, okay, well, that's not your problem. It's really not your problem. The other people need to figure it out. And just because you're observing the problem doesn't mean that it's your problem. Because but you have to live in the problem and then one thing too like if it's in my space and i'm seeing it and i'm having to interact with it i don't have to i can observe it go okay well i know not to deal with that person Mm -hmm. or i know not to do that but in the minute of it you want to vent so what was my solution you gave me good advice i gave the people good advice and then now it's worked out so thank you david (sighs) you know the crowd goes wild (sighs) yeah so 
um, you know, you need to resolve the excuses. You need to work at doing that. You need to figure out what your, what's the end game. And again, setting boundaries is peace. The end game of setting boundaries with a narcissist is peace. Did you like when I, when I followed up Monday morning? Yes. <laughs> no murders had happened. <laughs> David will send me like, check your email, please. Um, did you kill anybody yet? Yeah. No. Did no. you throw a punch at anybody? No. Why not? How are you feeling? Oh, yeah. <laughs> did, did you have a good rest? <laughs> dirt um, nap. Dirt nap, yeah. So boundaries is our number one way to combat narcissism. Uh, what's another one? So number two, focus on self-care. Once again, those are the those are the two, man. Self-care. Care about yourself more so than you care of others because you can't take care of others. You don't take care of yourself. Yeah. Yep. And again, I, I keep going back to if you had, a, like, say you had a mother who was a narcissist. And mothers generally are the nurturing, this, the father's the more of, like, the stern and let's teach you how to be, you know, this is respect. Moms are more, like, coddling or whatever. Yep. So if you had a narcissistic mom who was, you know. In the limelight, I would like to say, because that's generally what it is. I'm better. You're going to do this. You're going to whatever. I'm the focus of your life and my life. Well, no, that's not how it works. So I think self-care, it is really hard when you've had a narcissistic parent. Now, if you've also had a narcissistic spouse, you are always taking care of that person because you don't want them to be upset because in their upsetness, you are now upset and you get no peace. And I think the big deal here with narcissism is finding peace because yeah. at any, yeah. at, at any cost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the narcissists in my life, it was always about her. And if she wasn't happy, then a whole entire family would fall apart. Like what? We're all having a great life over here. And then you get upset that someone didn't call you to do something or you found out that we hung out together or whatever. It's, oh, what was me? If it wasn't for me, you know, none of you would be here. Well, fuck yeah. off. So I think self-care is also like a self-resiliency. You need to literally fight for yourself. You yeah. need to be your own advocate. So I think, and I just got this thought, you know, I have those big thoughts. Right. Um, See the light bulbs going off? Oh, yeah. And I lost it. Yeah. No, I, I got it. Uh, so <laughs> a narcissistic mom, I think, is the worst. Because number one, she's a narcissist and she's nurturing. So those two things, that's that's like the devil. Well, and then you get into relationships yep. thinking like, okay. This is fine. This is the, supposed to now be. as the mom or the spouse or whatever, this is how I'm supposed to treat, treat, treat people because this is how my mom or, yep. you know. And again, if you have a narcissistic father, holy fuck, that's scary too. <laughs> like if it's all about him. And Anybody he, a narcissist, man. Well, Anybody. No, and, uh, and like I said, dads are supposed to be that, you know, here's my respect. If you have a narcissistic dad and it's all about him and it's his things, that can be detrimental too because you're like, oh, I'm, I'm the guy. I'm supposed to be this. I'm supposed to do that. I'm supposed to treat people like this, but mm -hmm. I want you to respect me. But, you, uh, you know, if especially for I, sons. I, it's okay yeah. for, yeah, it's okay for me to disrespect you. And I need to be the strongest, loudest, you know, most intense person in the room. So parent, parental narcissism will bleed into relationships, marriages, friendships, because it's cyclical, right? Because it's working its way through the generations. And so if you're a, nar if you're a narcissist, you, you should probably look back to see how your parents handled things. And, you know, you might need to break a cycle. You might, you might need to say, you know what? I might be a narcissist because, and again, it's not an excuse that, because you can, def you decide who you are. Yeah. 
Um, you can't say that my dad killed somebody, so I killed somebody else with it. Yeah, it's, I'm supposed to do that. I inherited yeah, it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a lot of times abused people, narcissism is a form of abuse, abuse people. So yeah. hurt people hurt people. Hurt people. So I, I think at Stop some point, people, folks. someone has to be like, you know what? I'm, Stop the madness. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I, I don't treat people nice. I talk to people belittlingly or whatever. So I think sometimes we have to look inside of ourselves and say, you know what? This is the trends that I had seen. This is how I grew up. Man, it's not always that. Sometimes you might have a trauma and that may cause you to be a narcissist. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I remember after my divorce dating, I was like, fuck you. No, I'm just going to be mean. And I got to the point where I was like, even if I like someone dating, I'm like, no, no, all men are stupid. All men suck. All men and are then this. maybe after you think of that, go to number three. Yeah. Seek professional help. <laughs> it just rolled off the tongue, man. That was a good You're like crazy. You need professional help. Yeah. Men and women do not overrate professional help. Yeah. Yeah. I think, too, it's great because a lot of, I can say this for myself. I think I'm great mm-hmm. until I look until in the mirror and go, and go, oh, you know, I probably snapped and I probably jumped jump to a conclusion or I was in the midst of someone else, something and someone else came in. And so I was rude. And, you know, I'm sorry for that. Like, I would be apologizing. But unless you look in the mirror and take your own. Sorry, sorry making faces in the camera. Um, if you don't own your shit, you're a narcissist. Yep. You know, if you're if you do no wrong and think you're perfect and everybody else sucks and blah, blah, blah. There's days where I'm like, OK, I'm I am the only normal one. And if that's happening, we know all the world is falling apart. I know. Definitely. <laughs> so you have to own it. Like, I'm a squirrel. I own it. Like, I know my brain sometimes scatters. But I could also be like, I don't care. I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. And then what is that doing? It's breaking mm-hmm. relationships. So. so it's almost to the point where sometimes where the narcissism can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. So you want to do number four, document everything. <laughs> I know I'm rolling. Uh, I just like. It also goes with professional help because yes. that doctor is definitely going to write down all the shit you say. Oh yeah. yeah. When you're seeking help, no, I think when you document things, especially going through a divorce, if you're dealing with a narcissist on the other end, they will use your words to twist yep. them into what they think benefits them. And then when you're in court and you're fighting it, they're like, "Well, she said this," and I go, "No, actually, you said this." And here's the text, and yep. and we had talked about too. There is a an app. That What's parent, that? What's or there's a different parental. There's app. a parental app, yep. and there is also like um, an app for when you're going through a divorce. Like if you can't communicate, you can do it through this, and so it goes to the court. Like it's. And if you have anger issues, don't text. <laughs> yeah, Just remember don't text. our proverbial K. 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 Don't um, don't text. Yeah, don't. Yeah. I I have a thousand times texted. Not just to my spouse, but to someone that I'm, you know, a friend or my sibling or whatever. Okay. Wrote the whole thing out. Texted the whole thing out and then deleted it. Thumbs exhausted. Yeah. Just all all the shit. Snot, blood, you know, snotty nose, cry, texting, blah, I can't take you. And it's done. And then you just (sighs) delete it all. It's been put out in the universe. You're no longer holding on to it. Okay. Kind of like journaling. Journaling on a phone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Don't don't send a text, angry text, especially with the drunk, angry text. <laughs> well, you don't have any control sometimes. Ah, fuck. You know, <laughs> if you're drunk, angry, that's you like a double whammy. You should have to start with, I'm drunk. 
I'm, I'm drunk, so nothing I so say. So then, if that has to go to the court, the court's like, "Oh, she's drunk. She's drunk." I'm just gonna do that all the time now. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just do that yeah. in all my texts. I'm drunk. I'm drunk, <laughs> even if I'm not. <laughs> but you also have to stay focused on your goals, which is our number five. Yes, guys, that's for. Maintain a clear vision of your goals for post-divorce life and focus on building a new future. By directing your energy towards your own growth and happiness, you can minimize the impact of a narcissist's behavior on your own well-being. So don't waste your time. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times we focus on just getting back or just getting even. Oh, yeah. Or just, I'm going to get the last word. I'm going to get the last word. I'm going to... Make you know how much you've hurt me. Sorry about the big gulp, but whew, it's dry here. Um, just so you can say, I told you so, or I'm, yeah. I'm, bar- I'm smarter than you, or I'm right, you're wrong. Oh, hell yeah. I've got a friend who's having problems with his mom. Mm-hmm. And I love this guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's, he's an excellent guy. Probably but, from college, right? But it's, yeah, yeah, from college. Yeah, yeah. So he and his mom are kind of on the outs, but now they're back together. Mm-hmm. And she's older, and she's just meaner than snot. Mean, <laughs> like just the, mean. Like the boomer mean, or no, like the um, uh, Mr. Some... T. Madea <laughs> times ten. I bet it's a fool. Mean. I, I, I bet it. Oh, just mean. So what he does is that when she starts grinding him in, you know, you're you're no good. You're just like your father. What he does, he, he goes, yeah, you're right. And so just, what you do is you limit co- communication, which no, 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 is number no, no. six. No, 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 no. <laughs> you agree to yeah. every bad thing you've ever done, yeah. and and it and it and and it takes away the mm-hmm. the 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 uh, power. Yeah, the the control. Well, and that oh, that is so great. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> like that, huh? I'm just thinking about the times I've done that. I'm a, like I'm a bastard. So, yes, I am. I'm, I'm a bastard. Thank you. When you use their words at them, oh, oh. God, it's so great. It's almost like sex. Oh, vi- <laughs> vibrator, vibrator sex. Yes, <laughs> five, five. <laughs> plugged in all day, ready yeah. to be disconnected. What's, what's your name? Vibrator. USB. <laughs> USB. <laughs> Usby, um, use, use their words against them, and they're like, "What? Yeah. What you just say? Or, Why are you so mean to me?" I was thinking, <laughs> I, I'm like, yeah, because yep. I'm the one who's mean. Yep. I'm, I'm just mean. sticking up for myself, bully. You're a bully. That's what a lot. I think a narcissist is basically a bully. What? It's a bully because, and a lot of times, I think someone who's narcissist don't know until someone tells them. Like, there's people in my life. I'm obviously they are narcissists, but they still don't believe it though when you tell them. But unless people continue to say, you know what, well, you're a fucking narcissist. Narcissist, you're a fucking asshole. Doesn't you're matter. mean. You're a bully. They, you're they this. They never accept no it. No one. Yeah. And again, I, I, I. You can't heal unless you accept your own bullshit. And so narcissists don't do that. How many narcissists out there <clears throat> do you think have been healed? I think if someone is truly willing to change. Like I said, how many narcissists out there have actually healed? Not very many. Like one out of a hundred? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not very many. Yeah. And I think, again, we don't want to say we're at fault. We don't, People yep. in general don't want to be wrong, right? Yep. And no one does. But I think even when I was going through my divorce at rock bottom, all the things, I was like, you know what? I was picking fights. I was doing this. I was drinking too much. I was, th- and it was a conscious. You have to have a conscious period of your time going, huh? So if this isn't the problem, this isn't the problem. I have to be the problem. And a lot of people aren't willing to do that. Like when I was drinking too much, some act of something 
My parents mm-hmm. were both alcoholics. My dad died of cirrhosis. My mom was a functioning alcoholic. At some something, my self con like my inner conscience, something was like, you know, both of your parents were alcoholics. What the hell are you doing? Why are you doing this? You're just a drink away. And so I think, you know, my kids came into play. Like, I don't want to be that kind of mother. Like, I had a great mom. Like, she did a lot of things. But when it was good, it was good. When it was bad, it was bad. Exactly. Like, outwardly, everybody loved her. She was like the, you know, every always involved with helping other people, doing the thing. But when she was drinking, it was Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. You never knew the person you were going to get. And at home... That's scary because then if you also have a dad who's super happy when he's drinking and he's trying to, you know, convince her not to be me. So you're like, what the hell is happening? Like, I don't know to run or hide or do what? Like, then the fights and just the chaos from drinking. I think my something in my body was like, girlfriend, you need to not do that. And so thank you to whatever that was. But. I think if you're not focused on changing and doing better, and I think we're, and again, I'm very spiritual. I think we are here to be the best version of ourselves, to leave an imprint that's great and don't leave behind the shit. Like change how your children see, you know, alcoholism, change that DNA, if you would say. And again, if you don't stay focused on making it better for other people or your family or even just yourself, like, heal some of your traumas. Heal some of your wounds from past. And relationships, siblings, friends, all the stuff. All these things can, you know, be put into to action with these things. Seek legal advice. Yeah. Well, six was limit communication. And, you know, we're on yep. podcast, so we don't know how to do that. So. No, no. Talk, talk, talk. <laughs> hey, don't text drunk. Talk it to d- <laughs> don't, don't text drunk. When you start a text, even if you're not drunk, just make it say, I'm drunk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Preface it with, I'm drunk. Yeah. So kiss my ass. Or you can start it with, fucking bad day. Yeah. And then just go on. Go on with your bad time. I don't think Le- that's really going to work in the court advice of law. too. I, I think once you see, seek professional support, I remember sitting in like, um, in a divorce circle, basically divorce group. And people were talking and they're like, well, you know, that's illegal. You know that that's abuse. You know that. And people aren't aware that yep. some of the things that they've gone through are because you're so used to it. You're not aware that verbal abuse is also abuse. It, that, it's it's called that, right? So if you've been belittled and brought down and made to think you're less than your partner or you're anybody, that's abuse, and legal advice can help you. Like oh, some yeah, of that definitely. is, def, def, you know, um, defamation of character. Some of that is, you know, you're harassing me. Now you're harassing me. And there's harassment laws and there's especially texting harassment laws. There are some laws like if you text someone and you're saying mean stuff and they say stop and you don't stop, you can be fined. You can be fined Dang. money. So, again, seek legal don't advice. Text drunk. Okay, maybe I shouldn't text drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a fun, fun drunk, I think. Drunk. I'm like, I love everybody. Yeah, Let's not, dance on the table. Not while you're going through a, a divorce. No, no, uh, no. Uh, oh, no. yeah, no, no. Mm-mm. I think you need to block your spouse and, like, unblock them, you know, occasionally. Yep. 
So consult <laughs> with an experienced divorce attorney who understands narcissistic behaviors. I think every attorney's been through that. So yeah. I think most of them know. Oh, the, the narcissistic clients. Yeah. yeah, too. Like just in general, like, oh, it's it's all her fault. It's all her. It's all him. It's all, you know. And again, this is not gender bias. You, no. There oh, are both no. sides. And yes, there are both sides. There's some guys out there getting their asses kicked. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. Mentally and physically, mm-hmm. and a lot of guy. And I, I, I think I was. I don't know what I saw it on, but there was a thing where, like, you know, well, Johnny Depp. Look at that case. She's fucking crazy, and she was a narcissist, and like he was so in love with her that he let her just treat him however because he didn't want to break up with her. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of men out there. There's a lot of women out there that won't break up with their narcissist because no one else is going to love me because mm-hmm. he tells me all the time or she tells me all the time that you're yep. worthless or this, you're that. Yep, That's not you true, people. You, you yep. are all worth. Know your value. Find your worth and seek happiness because it really is worth it. So an attorney can guide you through the mm-hmm. legal process and help you develop strategies to protect your rights and navigate any changing, challenging situations that may arise I mean, that you don't know about. Number eight. Practice but, emotional detachment. Hello, I just talked one. about that. That's a tough one. Though. You can't, you don't want that, to leave because you don't think you're worth that it. That takes a lot of practice. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. Yeah, so you need to date a lot of women to do that. You need a serial <laughs> date to figure serial out which date, ones are not to, narcissistic. Well, 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 no, you serial date and then, then you cut the cord. Like, cord. Oh, that's how you practice. Yeah. You just ghost them. No, cut the cord. Oh. You, you know, the breakup series. Right. You know, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> Um, Practice I, your breakup I, lines. I'm seeing five therapists. Um, <laughs> Make yourself sound crazy. Um, this is all David talking about his I, I life f- experiences. I got so. four women. On, I got four women pregnant last Wait, week. So I, have I to, got seven women on my mind. Yeah. Four that want to use yeah. me. Two that want to. That's something. I don't know. Yeah. It's something yeah. like that, friends. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. So breakup. We'll have a breakup uh, episode one day. How to break up. How to break up after post. Divorce recovery. I think it was. Post- see, that's that's. That, that, see, when I was doing that, when what? I was the, when I was dating, mm-hmm. I was pretty good at going. Nah, no, no, <laughs> just you just too like, funny. Boom. You 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 walked crooked. <laughs> you too funny. You're smacking. Yeah. yeah, this ain't no potty. Yeah, you weren't tall enough. You were <laughs> you 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 talked to the waitress mean. You, Man, yeah. emotional detachment. That's you, baby. You got a PhD. <laughs> You can, you can cut it. You got to cut it. Cut I'm like, it, uh, it, no, it, sorry. And then, of course, when I do get like emotionally involved, it's like, oh well. Then I have to date again, and then is that a do that? I might as well stay in it because I'm, I'm lazy. A, it's 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 comfortable. Yeah, and I, that's a word. Comfortable. We've comfortable. we've all stayed too long. Well, we know you did. No, no, no. We've all stayed too long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, not just in me. divorce general, I mean, well, you know, well, not I was in divorce. it for a long I'm talking time. about post-divorce. But post-divorce, di- yeah. 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 But you cut it quicker than me. Yeah. Well, because you're just a sap. <laughs> <laughs> you're I was welcome. lazy. No, I, I was yeah, lazy. Yeah, that's it, too. You're lazy because you don't, don't want to date again. You don't want yeah, to swipe again. right or left anymore. I don't want to swipe anymore. I want to just... just Camp get out. It. You want to get it. Get, 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 get it. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. <sighs> keep children's well-being a priority. Kids are a priority, man. Don't yeah. use them as a weapon. They didn't decide. But they do, man. Yeah. Oh, they were. They did not decide to get married. They did not decide to the person that you picked to be their parent, other nope. parent. Um, 
they are the innocent bystanders here and they have to go through all the emotions even though they're not going through the divorce part. They're they're also getting divorced. Their parents are getting divorced. They are going through the motions of it. And see how hard it is for you. It's just as hard or harder for them because they don't understand it. <laughs> and you they don't know your emotions because a lot of times you try to hide it. You want them just to be, you know, all the peas and carrots. Everything's peachy keen. And once again, when they're older, it's harder. Oh, yeah. And you have to be aware of what they're feeling. And, you know, I had the incident with my son. It was like his anxiety. He was pulling out his hair. And it didn't come to my attention until it was too late. So having to deal with that and talking to him and doing all things. And I thought he was doing great. And, you know, kids are really good at hiding, you know, because they don't want you to be upset either. So they'll hide how they're feeling. And then that can lead to stomach problems and, you know, all the things, sleep problems and all things. Not wanting to go to one parent's because that one parent's sadder than the other. Or, I mean, you'd think it not going to one parent's house is because something's happening over the house. Especially when you're going to divorce. Oh, what are they doing over there? Blah, blah, blah. No, it's because... I might be the sadder parent and they don't want to leave you sad because now if you go over there, like that was a version that I didn't see, mm-hmm. you know, until later. And I was like, oh, so you, I'm okay. No, it's good. Like I'm fine. But they think you're not in the same place as that other parent. And even if you are, you know, like some days I'm clinging in my son because I haven't seen him for a while. So I'm like, oh, buddy, I love you so much. And it's his dad's day. And he's like, are you okay if I leave? I'm like, Oh, yeah, I just want you to know how much I care about it. But kids don't see that. Like, they just think, oh, my mom's sad. I can't leave her. And I have to be strong because she's sad. Well, no, it's just I missed him. So there's a lot of things that kids will present with that you don't realize are stress or anxiety or worry. Or I'm now also like the other kids in my class. I'm divorced. Well, what does that mean? So, yeah. Number 10, support network. Your village, man. Your village is important. Your village, like your fellow podcaster, your 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 friends, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your village, man. And this is this was a hard one for because the people I thought were my old village, I had to move out of villages. But that's okay because you learn from that. Yeah. And yeah. that I was also like, you know, divorce is like a death. When you go through something shitty and the people that you thought were gonna be there aren't, that's another death. It's another like fuck. What when's yeah. when's the shit gonna stop? And then those people that rise up like the phoenix and like feed you because you haven't eaten or you know tell you hey maybe not tonight yeah. drink like don't drink tonight don't do that like how about you stay in and we watch a movie or how about we like go for a walk or, step up yeah the ones that are there um, remember them and it's the friend my favorite friends are the ones I haven't seen forever and as soon as I see them it's like we um. never left each other so find your you know. Your pickup friends. You just pick up right where you left off. So. so remember, every situation is unique, and it's important to tailor these strategies to your specific circumstances. Consider working closely with professionals who can provide personalized advice and support as you navigate the challenges of dealing with a narcissist during divorce recovery and or your divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because all of these things, we have narcissists in our life and we may not know because there are so many types of narcissists. Um, And you may not know it because everybody else, like, I remember talking to a friend one time and saying, oh, this person is da-da-da-da-da. And they're like, really? I was like, yeah. And they're like, no. And then finally they saw it and you're like, I told you so. And you're like, it could be a coworker, it could be a sibling, it could be a friend, it could be whatever. Um, Just any cohort, like... 
Okay, they're the narcissists of the group of friends. They're, you know, whatever. So they're like, oh, now I see it. Because an incident happened that that person got upset about and they were in a different angle of it or that person became a narcissist towards them. And a lot of times you don't see it. That covert narcissist, like I'm, I'm, hiding, good. I'm hiding in the shadows and then well, only a couple people have seen it and it's usually that spouse or that really good friend or yeah. So. Once again, Divorce Love, episode 139. We didn't get to the types of narcissists. I mean, maybe. we have an episode of it, but we maybe, could go back over how time. it is. Um, yep. That was uh, Twa- Tracy. Tracy Malone, episode 62. Yeah. Yeah. That was the narcissist episode. Yeah. That so was a good one. Uh, maybe next time we talk about the types of narcissists yeah. and how, how to recognize it. And how to deal with it when you're, you didn't know. Because a lot of times, again, there's a lot of people in your life that are, and yep. you just don't see it because you love that person so much. And they can talk to you that way because, oh, we've been friends for so long, but they are the, the powerhouse that is really actually abusing you. Yeah, they, they, they're they like underhanded. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's that's the worst. It's all, and it's a lot of times it's that friend that gives you the backhanded compliment because they don't want you to either be smarter or prettier or funnier mm-hmm. than them. And that's narcissism. And, you know, you need to recognize it. Recognize. Okay, episode Divorce Devil 139. 10 methods or ways to deal with a narcissist in your divorce recovery or a divorce. And in I your hope your life. friend works that out because I think he's with healing a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. He's throwing, throwing, no. throwing stuff at people back at them is. Oh, it is so fun. Priceless. Try it. Oh. Okay. Your homework, friends, is try it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Try it. Take. Take something where, it's, where somebody calls your name or something. If you're and not just sure, agree, if, say yeah. yes. yes. If, if you're not sure someone is, yeah. do that, and then oh, you'll find God, out. Yes, you'll find yes. out quick. Be like, wait, that what? Draw them out. You made me upset because yeah. you'll. I'm like, no, no, mm. uh, uh-uh, no. I'm just giving you your own crap back. Yeah. So eat it. <laughs> yes, you're looking at yes. I'm a dick. What? Eat a bag of dicks. I'm a dick. <laughs> wow. Eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> Eat I mean, dicks. that's always fun, too. Like, if someone says on you, like, yeah, eat a bag of dicks, you're like, where do you actually buy a bag I, of dicks? I don't think. <laughs> oh, Kelly will probably have some uh, I don't think that's a whole lot of good uh, salt and pepper. But anyway, so once again, episode 139, uh, dealing with a narcissist. And next time, we're going to talk about types of narcissism. Yeah. In right. relationships and how to deal with it and how to recognize yeah, and Not just in divorce. They're, yeah. like, in church. Yeah. They're at the beauty parlor. God, that's old. Oh yeah, the uh, beauty parlor. They're, they're at the dentist. They're at the oh, elementary school, the uh, especially the elementary school. Nurses. There's there's none at the at the elementary school. None. 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 All right. It's perfect. No, it is. All right, everybody, have a nice night. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye.